Now, throughout uh, August, throughout August, we've been having a number of people speak to us each week who uh, who don't normally preach, and we're uh, been really blessed by them so far. Uh, the way we've set up our church leadership structure is uh, we've we've kind of patterned it after the New Testament that talks about churches being led by elders who are then supported and helped by deacons. And uh, the New Testament says that the elders do the majority of the, the teaching, the setting of the doctrines. That's the reason why uh, the people that speak every Sunday are our elders. However, elsewhere in the New Testament, it says that if your gift is teaching, then you should teach. And so we've kind of, as elders, really wanted to bring other people through who are gifted at teaching and communication, uh, uh, unpacking the Bible and exalting, uh, exalting Jesus some more. So we've been encouraged this summer with Colin and John and Polly. And this morning, Martin's going to be finishing off our series that we've been looking at called In Christ. Uh, and so you all know Martin, he's been around the block now for a few years, uh, was part of the church when it started uh, nearly four years ago now, we've got our fourth birthday in a few weeks time, and um, Martin is actually someone who really led the way in this site developing. Um, he had just got married to his wife Polly uh, and told her, I think God's calling us to be part of Seaford. And so she thought, really? Seaford? Why? But no, um, both of them together in faith left Eastbourne where they were living, moved here before there was a church so they could be part of establishing this community here. So he's a wonderfully faithful, servant-hearted guy who uh, I personally um, uh, feel very privileged to know and be friends with. And we all of us, I know, we love him very dearly. So let's welcome him as he comes to teach this morning. Martin. Thank you, thank you. Are we, yeah, we're on, we're on, we're on. We're good. So, <clears throat> that, was a very, that was a very lovely introduction. Thank you, Jess. Um, yeah, so I'll, uh, I'll just kind of carry that on a little bit. Um, so I, uh, as well as all of the stuff that Jess said, um, I also teach. I teach at uh, a local secondary school, not too close to here, over in Bexhill. Uh, despite training as a PE teacher, I currently teach maths now, uh, which is a very strange thing. Uh, but that happened. Um, we've just moved house. Polly, Polly and myself, we've just moved house uh, this week. Uh, actually, we moved in. We bought a new car as well because there wasn't quite enough going on, so we did that as well. Uh, and in October, we're expecting our first child. So it's a really exciting time for us. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, really, uh, I'm really excited to be here uh, and just to, to share something uh, of what I feel uh, God's put on uh, my heart this morning. Uh, so as, as Jez also said, there's, there's kind of been this summer series uh, where we're looking at uh, being in Christ. And we've looked at quite a few different parts of that. Um, uh, we've looked at the fact that we have, in Christ, we have no condemnation. Uh, in Christ, we can be as bold as a lion. Uh, in Christ, uh, we're a temple of God, uh, that God lives in us. Uh, and in Christ, we can be friends uh, of God. Uh, I mean, really, I could just stop there, because they're all amazing, exciting things, uh, and that's, that's enough to encourage us. But uh, this morning, uh, we're looking at what it is to be uh, an ambassador of God uh, in Christ, that we are called to be ambassadors uh, of God. Um, we're looking specifically um, at a, a passage in 2 Corinthians, uh, so I want to give you just a little bit of a heads up about uh, that, that letter. Uh, so it's written by a guy called Paul, and it's written to a church in Corinth. It's the second letter he's written to them, which is why it's 2 Corinthians. Um, uh, but there's a bit of a complicated history between the, these, these, these uh, Corinthians and Paul. 
Uh, basically, there was a bit of opposition against him. There's kind of an open rebellion against him when he turned up one time as well. So it's kind, of, it kind of a bit of a tense relationship, but eventually they're kind of coming around to, uh, to kind of submitting to his authority <coughs> and recognising that actually he's got uh, their, their best interests in heart, uh, at heart. Um, <coughs> so we're going to go, uh, we're going to jump in at 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 5, uh, verse 16. If you do have a Bible, feel free to turn there. Uh, the words will also be uh, up on the screen behind me as well. Uh, so I will kick off there. Uh, verse 16, from now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, uh, this, is, this is basically just uh, to see him uh, as, a, as a poor uh, Jewish carpenter who died on the cross. That's how they saw him. Uh, we regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Again, some big words there. I think, yeah, so Jez spoke last week uh, about us being enemies of God. Uh, and actually, uh, reconciliation is the process by which we become friends of God. Okay, so uh, reconciliation, enemies, was enemies, now, now friends. Um, okay, keep reading verse 19. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself not counting their trespasses against them, their wrongdoing against them, uh, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God, be made right with God. For our sake, he made him to be uh, sin, who knew no sin, so that in him, in Christ, we might become the righteousness of God. So, uh, the key verse that we're actually going to be focusing around this morning uh, is verse 20, uh, where it talks about that, uh, being an ambassador of Christ, as I've said. Uh, and the one thing, really, I want us to, to go away with this morning uh, is that being a representative of Jesus uh, isn't a responsibility uh, that should crush us, uh, but rather a privilege uh, that should excite us. Um, it just so happens uh, that I, I was an ambassador uh, in my early 20s. And uh, basically, I was, uh, I was an ambassador. I represented an organization uh, who dealt with millions and millions of pounds. Uh, and, but the people that were investing into this organization, uh, they didn't just invest their money. Uh, they invested something that maybe is a bit more important than that. Uh, they invested years of their time as well. Uh, I had to wear a special outfit. Okay, it all sounds rather elaborate, doesn't it? It sounds like, you know, I had a really high-flying job. I was just a student ambassador. Um, so basically, I had to represent my course, my university, uh, for open days where prospective students would come and, and look around the university. Um, so, so kind of what, what that meant uh, is uh, basically that I, I got dressed up, and on those open days, I just kind of gave a lot of spiel. But not too interesting, really. But uh, what is a bit more interesting, and especially for me and at the time, is that I, I was on a course of over 80 people, okay? And they chose four people. So just to, just to maybe emphasize that point a little bit, out of all those people they could have chosen, right? They chose me. I was one of the four. And uh, I kind of looked around at everyone on my course and thought, well, there's some, 
you know, there's some pretty high flyers here, you know, there's, there's some people with good experiences, good skills, good communication, and, you know, they've chose me, uh, no big deal. I won't get too excited about it. Um, you know, kind of secretly got a li little, little spring in my step that day, like, chose me, did you? Okay, whatever. Uh, went back to my housemates. Um, Guys, anything interesting happened to you today? Oh, no, it's just boring, just playing pro Evo. Okay, good. Oh, me? Oh, no, I just, I, no, I, just, I just got chosen to be an ambassador for my course. Just one, one, of, four, you know, one of four people out of 80, whatever, just a minor deal. Um, so that was, you know, that, was, that was kind of that. And then there's the, the final celebration when I'm finally on my own in my room and I'm just going kind of like, they chose me, they picked me out of everyone, come on. So yeah, I, I mean, I got a bit excited about it, I'm not going to lie. It was, it, was, it was kind of, I got a bit smug. Um, now, why they chose me, I don't really know. I couldn't, I couldn't really tell you. Uh, maybe it's because I'm quite loud, some of you know that. Um, I can be a bit gobby sometimes, maybe that was kind of it. They thought I'd draw people in with that, I don't know. That my other theory is, actually, there was a guy on our course called Martin, who was actually a really nice guy. Uh, he was like genuinely friendly and caring and considerate, and I think maybe there might just have been a mix-up with the names, uh, and they probably felt a bit too guilty to actually say, actually, it was the other Martin. Sorry about that. Um, so, yeah. So that was that. So basically, um, uh, it's, it's kind of a little bit of a silly analogy, but uh, every time I put on uh, this, this purple shirt, that I had to wear, so I had to wear this polo shirt, this purple polo shirt, not dissimilar to the one they wear at kids, uh, but it just had in big white bold letters on the back, student ambassador, so everyone knew who I was. Uh, but every time I put this shirt on, um, you know, I knew, I knew that I was representing the uni. I knew that when I spoke to those, par uh, those parents or those prospective students, uh, that I had to do so in a certain way. Uh, there was a responsibility on my part uh, not to show the university uh, in a bad light. You see, in, in, the, uh, in the text that we've just had um, read to us, uh, we're told in verse 20 that we are ambassadors uh, of Christ, that we're his representatives to the rest of the world that don't know him. Uh, we're told in, in the Bible that we've been selected, that we've been chosen. Fortunately, it was a selection process uh, that didn't look to how good we are. Um, uh, but God, we know that God chose us. He selected us. Um, and much like uh, me in my silly little purple shirt, uh, God clothes us. Uh, and we're told that he clothes us uh, in his righteousness. It says that in, in one of the verses we had read, that in him we might become the righteousness of God. And elsewhere uh, in the Bible, it talks about him clothing us in his righteousness. Um, so, so what about the responsibility on our part? I mean, this, is kind of, this kind of seems like a, a bit more of a big deal than representing a university or a course, right? This is, this is representing the one true uh, living God. Seems like a pretty big deal to me. Um, uh, we're going to have up on a slide, actually, a, a checklist. Um, and on that slide, we can see there, we can see uh, kind of a, a few characteristics. I've just picked out a few. Obviously, that list could have gone on and on. Uh, but a few characteristics of God. Uh, uh, we know that God is holy, right? We know that, he's, that that means to be set apart, to be different, uh, to be perfect, uh, okay? And by definition, uh, we know that me, I fall short of that, you know, we, we, we fall short of that. Uh, Polly would tell you, quite, you know, I fall short of that, basically. Um, powerful. Sometimes I like to think I'm powerful, 
when I step onto a football pitch, okay, and maybe I shove over a 15-year-old and stuff like that. I like to think I'm powerful, right? I like to think I'm strong. Sometimes we play youth, uh, uh, with youth, we play football down in the salts, and I like to shove them over a bit. I think, yeah, I'm, I'm powerful, yeah. And then, uh, and then I realise that, you know, they're 13 years old, right? Or ultimately, as this happened twice in my life, my, my, a, a ligament in my knee goes and I'm on a heap on the floor and I don't feel so powerful then. I feel a little bit weak and pathetic, really, and in a lot of pain. Um, but yeah, and there's, and there's things, uh, as we can see there, faithful, gracious, merciful, loving, all these characteristics, all of these things uh, that God is that I fall short of, that I don't match up to that. I can't, I can't be all those things. I might have my moments. I might do the odd loving thing to Polly once in a while. Uh, I might, I might have, have aspects of that, but I, I don't live up to God's standards of that. So it, it kind of begs a question, doesn't it? Why on earth, if I, if I don't match up to that, why on earth would he choose me to represent him? Why, why would he even bother? Um, I mean... It seems, it seems to me that uh, to represent God, there's, there's a lot at stake. It's, it's a big deal. Uh, so, so surely, surely he wouldn't want something, someone, people like us. Uh, it seems like there is, it's quite a significant job. I think, uh, I think in life that we're, uh, all of us, uh, we, look, we look for uh, some form of significance. Um, and we can, we can look for it in many different forms, can't we? A lot of us, we, we look to our jobs um, and we say, right, you know, I, I teach young people, I help them grow and develop and be the people they become. And that's, that's significant, I feel significant in that. Or whatever it is you, you might do. Uh, maybe for some of us, we might fi- find some of our significance in how many Facebook friends we have, or how many likes we get for a status, how many Twitter followers we have. All very significant things in, in our world sometimes. But I think we all want to have significance. Um, Maybe we seek it actually beyond our years on this earth, beyond our lifespan. And we can do that maybe from for building a family and trying to kind of build that legacy that, that will go on for our children and our grandchildren. Um, maybe even kind of the ultimate significance in some people's eyes would be uh, getting ourselves into the history books, coming up with that great invention, that, that one big thing that, oh wow, you're amazing, you're in the history books, that's it. You know, you've made it. But, I mean, would, would any of these things, are any of these things enough? Is there not that kind of longing within us for some, something more than that? Maybe for an eternal significance, for something that's going to that's gonna matter for, forever, for eternity? Well, one of the first points I want to uh, kind of dive into is that we are chosen by God to have eternal significance. We are chosen by God to have eternal significance. Uh, there may be some of us here uh, who, when we hear phrases or look at phrases like that we're, we're ambassadors of Christ, uh, we disqualify ourselves and we say, nah, I'm not, I'm not good enough. I don't, I don't match up to that list. I, I can't do that. There's no way. But what we need to understand is uh, we're not God's first mistake. He hasn't made a mistake in picking us. He chose us. We know he's, he selected us. He, he sought us out. He picked us and he chose us as we are. Out of everyone, he wants us. Um, obviously, you know, I did that whole kind of silly reaction uh, when I got chosen to be an ambassador for my university. How much more should we get crazily excited about the fact that we've been chosen by God 
to represent him, to be an ambassador for him. That's exciting. That's something to really get excited about, to really do a little silly song and a crazy dance about. Because uh, what it means is that we've got a job that has true eternal significance. So we're chosen, as we are, for a work that has eternal significance. As I said, the recruitment policy isn't to tick our way through the list uh, that we saw earlier uh, so that we get to represent God. Uh, when I was recruited for my role, um, they didn't kind of come up to me. We, didn't, we never had that conversation of, well, we're thinking of uh, having you as a student ambassador, but um, your hair is a bit rubbish. You need a new haircut. Um, your, your accent is a bit too heavy Essex. You need to dull that down a little bit. Uh, we don't want to come across as yobbish or thuggish here. Uh, so you're gonna, you're just, you're basically, you're going to have to sort yourself out a little bit because uh, we, don't, we don't want you representing us like that. They never said that to me. They knew exactly what they're getting when they asked me to represent them. They knew what I'm, they knew what I'm like. Uh, how much more, actually, does God know uh, what, he's, what he's getting when he signs us up to represent him? How much more uh, should that fill us with confidence? Because being a representative of Jesus isn't a responsibility that should crush us, but a privilege uh, that should excite us. My next point... Uh, I want to get into is that we are here uh, to represent God. We are here to represent God. This is an amazing thing that God, God makes his appeal through us. It said it there, didn't it, in the, in the, in the verses. God makes his appeal through us. So he's not just asking us to just pass on a message of, oh, uh, there's God, he's, he's really good. We're, we're, it's more than that. We're, we're the agents uh, of reconciliation. We've, we, are, we are the means by which God is bringing people back to himself. Okay? He's, he's done it with us and he's, he's doing it through us as well. Uh, we, as the church, we are trusted uh, with that task. Maybe this morning uh, you're here, uh, but you wouldn't call yourself a Christian. Uh, and maybe uh, you've got a line of thinking that actually is very simple. Basically, we had um, a few weeks, or a few months back, sorry, we had a series called Big Objections. And the biggest thing that came out of that, the biggest questions, we, opened, uh, we basically opened this question out, you know, what, what are your big objections uh, to God or the, the Christian message? And the biggest thing that came back from uh, people in, in and around Eastbourne uh, was actually the church and the hypocrisy in it. That was the one, you know, for so many people, that's the one thing that's like, I can't stomach Christians, you know. Basically, there's too much hypocrisy in the church. And maybe you're, uh, yeah, you're, you're, you're a, a non-Christian here this morning, you're, and you're kind of in that camp of, yeah, why, would, why on earth would God choose these kind of people uh, to represent himself? Uh, it's a good question to ask. Um, but it, it actually, in Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, he does talk about uh, the fact that um, God specifically chose people like us. He chose uh, the foolish to shame the wise and the weak to shame the strong. So what's the criteria? Foolish and weak. Okay, it's not a lot to boast about, is it? But the whole idea is that we, uh, we get to boast uh, in Christ. We get to boast about Jesus and what he's done for us. That's the one thing we get to actually say, yeah, I can boast in this. I'm weak and foolish, but I get to boast in this. Uh, before, uh, before working for the university... Uh, it was pretty easy to feel negatively towards it. And I, I don't know whether it's a cultural thing, but we just can't, it's easy to f- feel negatively towards uh, anything like that, isn't it? Anything that's uh, maybe, maybe kind of your, your place of work or you know, your school you went to and stuff like that. 
maybe it's just me, I'm, maybe I'm super critical and cynical, but I, I, I was generally a bit like, oh, it's university. Oh, they're, they're so tedious, aren't they? they? They make me pay this money. They make me come to at least eight hours of lectures a week. You know, things are, this is, this is too much. This is, this is beyond a joke, really. But once they'd chosen me to actually represent them, uh, and I realised that they'd, they'd, they'd kind of picked me out and they were paying me to represent them, it's kind of like, well, maybe they're not so bad. You know, maybe they're all right, actually. And my feelings, my, my mind actually shifted. Uh, uh, my opinion towards them actually like, changed. Um, and again, as, as, as Jez was speaking about recently, we, we were once enemies of God. Um, so actually we can relate to, to people who still are, um, but there is a shift in our thinking, a renewal of our mind. Uh, and actually the more we see uh, of God's goodness, the easier it is to boast in him. Uh, when was the last time uh, that you boasted about God? When was the last time that you boasted uh, about what Jesus has done for you? I think sometimes we can, uh, it's easy to revert back to the, oh, if I were God, I, or just be a bit critical of God and the, and the job he's doing. But if we're constantly asking ourselves, uh, how is God showing his goodness, his faithfulness, his grace in my life? Uh, making sure that we're not the type of children who just keep asking for more without ever thanking our Father for all that he's, uh, all that he's given us and all that he's done for us. Being grateful to God uh, is going to make it easier to boast in him. It's going to make it easier uh, to represent him uh, to the best we can. And remember, being a representative of Jesus isn't a responsibility that should crush us, but a privilege uh, that should excite us. Last point I want to get into uh, is that God displays his power through his work in us. So what we've got to understand is, and it says it time and time again in that passage, it says the phrase, all this, all of this is from God. He reconciled us. He put us back in relationship with him. He made us a new creation. All of that emphasis is on him and what he's done, his work. So all we're doing is we're displaying God's ability to take people who have fallen short, take people who have messed it up, and make, make them right with himself again, bringing people back to himself and so what we do, we show that and we say, look, this is what God's done. We're passing on that message. Because God is in the business of bringing all people back to himself. So we're representing that God saves ordinary people, he works in ordinary people, and he uses ordinary people. There have, of course, been uh, times in my life uh, when I haven't been a great uh, representative, a great ambassador of God, um, Again, my go-to is not to bring out my deepest and darkest moments, but to go to a silly example. Uh, I know that, again, I have shared this before uh, a few months back, uh, but a few of you will remember the story. It's, um, uh, I went to Lebanon uh, in 2002 with a, with a team of people, um, and uh, we, we basically were going out to an orphanage to, to kind of run a summer school, um, and we had the great idea that it would be really good to dye our hair stupid colours. I went for electric blue, no lie, uh, just a bit on top and a little line around the side, like a go faster stripe or something. Um, and basically, we all, we all rocked up to, to Lebanon like that. Um, we, was, we, we weren't just representing our country or anything like that. We were representing Christ. We were going there to, to share something of the, of the message of Jesus to these people. Uh, yet we'd rocked up like that. Uh, and it, wasn't, it didn't kind of take long to realise that 
we got it completely wrong. Like that we, we weren't really representing Jesus to these people. Uh, as, as I said then, it, we were kind of forcing our culture and our ideals onto these people and showing them how weird and wonderful we were. Um, but did it, did it affect the, our kind of ministry to them? Um, well, actually, I, I don't think I did. I think we were still able to, uh, to kind of preach something to them, and, and, and a lot of them came away with uh, a lot of things. God did a lot of things through us uh, in all of that, which was probably helped by the fact that uh, we were quick to say, yeah, we got this wrong. Actually, we, we shouldn't have come out like this. We shouldn't have dyed our hair stupid colours. That's not going to impress you. It's not a good representative of God. But actually, we had that kind of enough humility to say, yeah, we got it wrong. Uh, and we tried to amend the hair situation. I think there might even be a picture of me. Still not getting it quite right there, am I? Uh, but yeah, so that was, that, was, that was actually me with the amended hair. So it had been, it had been dyed honey brown after the electric blue. So there's black, black and brown bits all over. And that was me trying to be a bit more sensible. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so even when we get it wrong, uh, and we will get it wrong. We know we'll mess up. Uh, it's actually about having that humility to say, uh, to say to our friends, to our family, to our colleagues, actually, I'm going to be representing God to you. And I know I've done this, and that, that doesn't really represent God that well. I'm sorry for that. Uh, that's, that's, a, that's a tough thing to say. Uh, and that takes a lot of humility. Um, and for me personally, I'd find that really hard. And I know that I'd be a work, again, a work of God. God displaying his power through me uh, to actually do that. So, how does this affect uh, our day-to-day? Um, well, for those of us here uh, who maybe have got that default of going back to that checklist uh, and writing ourselves off, uh, hopefully that the, the verses we've looked at and, and this message has hopefully released you a bit and empower, empowers us, should release and empower us uh, to know that God has chosen you, that he's clothed you, and that you now represent him. There is no deselection process. It's not like if you miss out on one of those things, you're off the team. It doesn't work like that. We are ambassadors for the living God. We are representatives for the living God. That should excite us. That should make us feel like, wow, that is an amazing thing. That's a, an amazing privilege. We shouldn't feel kind of overburdened by that or unworthy. We get to represent God in our places of work, in our schools, in our colleges. It's a good thing. All this time, we're showing people that don't yet know God how he can take ordinary people, how he can save them, how he can change them, and how he can use them. I know it's been said before, we say it a lot, but we are beggars uh, telling other beggars where to find bread. See, the main difference is, isn't it, that we've found that bread, the thing that everyone was hungry for, we're all starving for it, and we got a hold of it, and now when it's, guys, it's here, this is what you're after, this is, this is, this is it. Um, we, we implore people, we appeal, we beg. We're begging beggars. We beg to others, look, here it is, this is it. It's found in Christ. Just as we, uh, just as we finish up, I want to, um, I want to read to us uh, the, the, the same bit that we've looked at, but uh, the message translation of it. Um, and I just want you, yeah, I just want you to obviously, obviously listen into the words, uh, and, then I'll, and then I'll be closing up. It says this, because of this decision, we don't evaluate people by what they have or how they look. We looked at the Messiah that way once and we got it all wrong, as you know. We certainly don't look at him that way anymore. 
Now we look inside, and what we see is that anyone united with the Messiah gets a fresh start, is created new. The old life is gone, a new life flourishes. Look at it. All this comes from God, the God who settled the relationship between us and him, and then called us to settle our relationships with each other. God put the world square with himself through the Messiah, giving the world a fresh start by offering forgiveness of sins. God has given us the task of telling everyone what he is doing. We're Christ's representatives. God uses us, us, to persuade men and women to drop their differences and enter into God's work of making things right between them. We're speaking for Christ himself now. Become friends with God. He's already a friend with you. Can you imagine uh, if as a church we all truly got this uh, and went into each day knowing I have been chosen by God to represent God by the power of God. Uh, That God has called a wide range of of representatives. There's a vast amount of skills and different walks of life and experiences here in this room. And he's called us to represent him uh, to different people in certain situations at certain times. If we go into each day knowing that, Uh, I'm sure we'll be filled with a lot more faith for what God can do in us and through us and a lot less cynicism, which is kind of, I guess, my default setting. Being a representative of Jesus isn't a responsibility that should crush us, but a privilege that that should excite us. Uh, I'm um, uh, going to invite the band back up uh, uh, as as we pray uh, and close up. Yeah, Father, I thank you. I thank you that you've called uh, people like me, people like us, uh, to represent you into this world. Lord, I thank you. That is an amazing privilege uh, that we get to be a part of. We get to share this message. We get to live this message, uh, God. And I pray that uh, we would know that. We'd know we're chosen by you. There is no deselection process, Lord. I thank you for all that truth. And I pray that, Holy Spirit, you'd, you'd help that to sink into our hearts. God, that we'd preach this to ourselves each day, uh, God, and we'd go to each day excited and filled with faith uh, for what you can do in us and through us. In Jesus' name, amen.